0: So Philadelphia comes to Toronto and they get a split. They win the second one impressively without Joel Embiid. It's a final. Philadelphia one twelve, Toronto ninety. That is the final call from Paul Jones. Welcome to the post-game show, Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, with you high above the floor and uh, down below is uh, Paul Jones who will be with us. Actually, it's Javon Shepherd who's hanging around and uh, Javon. Uh, Welcome in and uh, you know to paraphrase Jonesy there's maxi and there's extreme maxi and we got the extreme maxi tonight Didn't we
1: we got super maxi? We got (laughs) super maxi He uh, no, he he really came out and and had himself a game right 44 points and was efficient right 15 for 20 on the floor and You know got to the free throw line six times and eight rebounds So it wasn't just that he was scoring the ball, but I, I said it earlier, right? He's he's a tough cover because he's so fast but at the same time, he changes speeds, right? And and Warren, you know as well, those are the toughest guys to guard. Guys that can change speed, change speed, pace, change direction, and get downhill and stretch the floor. So there was, there's not much you can do with him when he gets going. He's just shooting shooting the ball into the ocean from the beach at that point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I never really played much defense anyway, so I I <laughs> I, I I understand exactly what he's saying. No, I'm, uh, the, he was he was incredible tonight. Super maxi you know, whatever you want to call him, Extreme maxi. I I have, that's, that's quite the impressive performance, to go perfect from the field in the first half, I mean, he shredded, you know, the Raptors, I think this, this, this game today shows his emergence, shows his maturity, and shows his development, and, um, you know, he stepped up, I think, you know, with Embiid not being there, they needed someone else to, you know, to go ahead and, play well and the raptors literally had no answer but i i also got to give the raptors a little bit of credit you know um on the other end uh they they made the game close you know it was you know it was within seven points but tonight just wasn't their night you know what i mean Taddy, i mean look they they didn't hit any threes in this you know the fourth quarter was it oh for 11
0: yeah that's you know? tough
2: you're over <laughs> you were up here <laughs> you know just you know i mean writing down goose eggs every time they're shooting the ball so huh. un- unfortunately it just wasn't their night and you know defensively they they just collapsed and that you know, they couldn't stop anybody, especially, you know, with the drive and the kick. I mean, they I think Philly adjusted and they beat the Raptors at their own game.
0: Javon, I mean, this we've got two examples of this now, back to back in Miami and back to back here against Philadelphia. At any point in the season it's very difficult to win two games in a row against the same team, isn't it?
1: It it's tough, right? Because one especially if you win that first night, because you sometimes when you win you often, you know, just forget to make adjustments or really don't hone in and and scout as deeply or as, as aggressively as maybe the team that has lost, right? So you have, especially these teams that you're vying for spots in the Eastern Conference, it's that much more important to come out that second game, especially if you've, you've taken that first game loss, and, and split it, right? So it gives you that opportunity now to come back, one, to build storylines, but secondly, to scout, to adjust, and that's what Philly did today. They came out, they punched first. Um, and they more than anything, they made a, a change in their effort, right? I didn't think a couple nights ago they played with much effort. The transition defense was horrible, and today, you know, like Warren said, they they beat Toronto at their own game. I mean, yeah,
2: I I think from uh, when Nick Nurse watches this film, I think he'll probably be you know probably a little upset because. There are things that i think toronto could have done to adjust mid-game especially with the coverages um maxi was maxi that's that's yep. you know that's a given but i think it's the you know like javon said with the effort plays that that would probably you know you know tick them off a bit but it and and then on top of that like i said just just the coverages and the and the overall um the way that the game had went i know for a fact you know they're you know they're gonna have to make
1: even more adjustments and, and to that point warren you know the you come into this game and it's it's instinctive, right? You hear that Embiid is not playing and you relax a bit. Exactly. The the part that sticks out to me is that Philly still came out and won the points at the battle in the paint, right? And yeah. without missing Embiid, so that to me is, you know, that just that's just a lack of focus and obviously the relaxing if you're if you're Toronto, just not being able to one control, Maxi and some of the other guys that got to points and really got into the paint when you're missing a guy that essentially gives you 30 and 10. So that's just, you know, that's a mental thing, that's a focus, that's a shift.
3: Yeah.
2: And I I could also you could also argue that Philly was better today without Embiid playing in the lineup. <laughs> I mean, I know they're missing 30 and 10, but Embiid slows down the game and he takes up a lot of different possessions. A lot of other guys that aren't used to scoring came in and, you know, filled the role. Philly's hard to guard when you got two guards that can, you know, get inside the paint and then you know, Philly has shooters, so um, you know I think they took advantage of that tonight. And unfortunately, the Raptors just could not contend. I think they were just a step slow. I know Josh said that a little bit earlier. Yeah. But with the rotations and you know coming out and challenging those shooters, unfortunately, the Raptors just
1: didn't have it tonight. I heard Taddy chuckling up there when when you heard when you're talking about Embiid and slowing down this game, Taddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, throw, you're throwing some jabs up there, Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know he he sort
0: of hammered that home all night. But you know if you if you do it, an edit on the movie that we just saw, uh, you would you know look at the box score and see the the three point shooting nine to thirty nine for the Raptors in a, in a complete zero in the fourth quarter and uh, sixteen thirty eight for. Uh, the, the Sixers and, and Maxi leading the way. I mean, this is basketball. When a guy like Maxi goes off, there's
1: not much you can do about it, is there? Nothing. Nothing, right? And it's, when guys get going like that, and I thought, you know, Toronto still did a good job of just trying to be physical with him. And then obviously with James Harden, just getting the ball out of his hands and showing him doubles, you know, at half. And he did a, a, an amazing job just being patient and making plays out there. But again, once, you know, Maxi gets going like that, the, you knock down shots from three, you get into the paint the way you are and the change of pace and the fact that he's able to keep that that ball live his handle live while he's getting downhill and moving at the pace that he is it's tough to guard man because you can't stay in front of him you can't really you know be as physical with him because he's getting that advantage on you getting that step on you and getting to the points that he wants and then you know the other part to that is that that confidence and we know what happens when that confidence grows we've seen it in pascal the other night you just start to believe that you can make every shot and he did that he got out there he's he was making, you know, tough floaters, right hand, right foot floaters, left hand, you know, off the glass, high off the glass. So he just, you get into that zone where you just black out and nobody can really stop you. It's you against you.
2: Yeah, I think I think Fred Fred really had a an off night tonight. You know, I think you know I think we're gonna state the obvious there. Unfortunately, he didn't. This was, wasn't his best performance, but um, I think the major thing for me outside of all of that, you know, and, and you know, you know, Javon's exactly right. Uh, I think transition baskets I, the, the, like the Raptors are not built to play in, you know, in the half court. They have to use their size and the lack thereof and they have to get out there and run. I mean, in this game they only scored 90 points. So and they had 48, you know what I mean, at the half. So it just goes to show you that transition is a big part of what they do. Yeah. And unfortunately, in order to get transition points, you got to get stops and they didn't do that. So um those two things kind of, you know, they go hand in hand and I know for a fact when they watch the tape, they're going to correct this for the next game.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did have stops in the third quarter, but they couldn't. When they got the ball, they they, they didn't they score didn't any care, points. Exactly, they didn't yeah. take care of it. And, and, and I think, Javon, you'd agree with me. If if you had to describe what the Raptors look like when everything's working, there's that raw energy, that's the, the relentless pursuit. They drive everybody crazy. You didn't see any of that tonight.
1: You didn't, right? When, when this team is clicking, I say they're they're tough to guard because everybody can make plays, everybody can make shots. But to your point, right, if they're not scoring baskets they put so much more pressure on their defense and the reality is the name of this game is it's scoring more than your opponent so you can get as many stops as you want on one end but if you can't put two string together two four six points then you know you those are kind of empty empty defensive possessions there without the the ability to score it right so um you know for me it's you know this team you i think they're gonna have to identify when they go through those droughts where are they going to get buckets from or where you know, what is that go who's that go-to player, who's that go-to, uh, where the go-to plays where they can get, you know, a guaranteed two or a guaranteed four, you know, back-to-back consecutively because you can't, you're not going to just rely on, you know, Pascal 82 games, right? He's he's carrying the weight, um, but other guys are going to have to step up, especially in those droughts, right? But, again, if this team is clicking, it's a completely different tune, it's a completely different style of play, and, and we've seen that, right? You don't, you really can't stop them because they move the ball, they're selfless, they enjoy playing with one another. It's just those those times where they put so much pressure on the defense and they'll go two, three minutes without scoring a bucket.
2: And I, I just want to add, I think from the last like three games especially, the Raptors have had one like brutal quarter that yeah. is that has really hurt them, yummy, know, I mean, down the stretch. And tonight it was the second quarter where they gave up thirty seven points and they only scored twenty two. So um like I said and that, that a lot of that was primarily half court offense, unfortunately. And in the third quarter it got better because of the runouts, you know, easier bucket steals and stuff like that. So, they, you know, they got to play to their strengths. I, I still believe the Raptors can, can can contend with any starting five in the NBA. I, I, I really do. But yeah. it's going to be determined and based upon their ability to get stops, to get out in transition, and to not give up a crazy quarter. Now, teams are going to get hot, you know what I mean? This is the league, so I do expect there to be, you know, a quarter or two where, you, may, you know, maybe you give up 29, you know what I mean, maybe – 32 but 37 40 for this team unfortunately that can't happen because they don't have the offensive firepower to come back and outscore you you know what I mean so um, that's that's something that you know that they can address and it's something that I think they have the power to control but you know like Javon said earlier it comes down to the effort place.
0: Yeah, Javon. Just before we let you go, I mean, six games in, it, it's it, you can't really make a a call on on the Raptors team. There's some been some great moments there, and of the six games, two are are you know two game series, two games in Miami, two games here against Philadelphia. So very early stages here, but but you like what you see so far, don't you?
1: I really do, right? And and I you know the season's gonna be ebbs and flows. There's gonna be ebbs and flows of the season, um, but I, I think when you look at this team, um, there's rollover from from last season uh there's that continuity and I, and I mentioned it before i think those rico Hines runs and the fact that this team was together during the off season, right they spent time together got to know each other you know got the young guys acclimated right that's going to pay dividends in this first half of the season because I, I firmly believe that's going to give them you know a head start out in this race in this marathon rather of a season so for them i think you just have to continue to grow continue to build um, and, and you go into, you know, the next couple of days off and clean up some things, shore up some things, and you, it's a good team, right? It's a good team because they have really, they have some really good pieces, and they all play together, right? And I think when they're playing together, when they're making shots, it's a fluid system, fluid team, and more importantly, the defensive side, right? The defensive schemes that this team, that the coaches and this team has put together, they have teams thinking, they they have teams questioning themselves. You always see the initial okay, a two-three or a double team or a box and one, but what really throws teams off are those rotations after. And we've seen it in that late in that fourth quarter, early in that fourth quarter, where, you know, just a couple turnovers by Philly. But it, it wasn't the initial attack defensively; it was those rotations and not really understanding, you know, the, where this team is scrambling to just turning the ball over in their hands. So that is one of their strengths. Um, you talk about the length, but for me, it's it's how chaotic the organized chaos in the rotations on the defensive side okay so uh,
0: you know well just before we let you go while you're talking about rotations uh, from what you've seen in the games that you've done are you happy with the rotation
1: i'm, I'm cool with it right i'm, I'm never going to question you know minutes or anything like that or i think it's the early part of the season everybody it's a dog fight guys on the back end of the bench they have to come out here and earn it and play consistent minutes and play well consistently but the top end guys that first five Right, They've got to just be able to bring it and set the tone, set the energy nightly. Javon, thanks very much.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you. Javon Shepard, uh, courtside, reporting on the Raptors' last 112-90 to Philadelphia. So they, Philadelphia comes in and gets a split, and, and I think you would uh, sing the praises of the Raptors in the first game and sing the praises of Philadelphia in the second game. And that's pretty well what you would expect anyway, isn't it? That's exactly how how you know how you
2: gotta slice the cake, man. I mean, you know, listen. I think the first night we had you know Raptors Extreme, and now yeah. you know we had Maxi, we had Extreme Maxi tonight. So I mean, he had an incredible game, and I listen. I you know you gotta tip your hat to Philly. I I think that is the best game that they played, and it shows what you know. What I mean, what they're capable of
0: um yeah I mean, especially offensively you have to respect i mean you know doc rivers is on on the sideline he's going to come up with an answer yeah he, he wouldn't have been happy with wednesday night and, no. and, and beat or not he would have come up with an answer and quite frankly going into the game and i you know it's not a judgment on how the game was going to be played it was difficult for me to understand philadelphia would leave here losing two in a row to the raptors and be one and five that didn't make a lot of sense yeah. to me
2: <laughs> no no and and like i think they came out and played with a lot more desperation but at the same time I see a lot of holes in what Philly has to offer in terms of, you know, maybe maybe more so, like, defensively. I think they put a lot of pressure on P.J. Tucker to go ahead and stop whoever is hot, you know yeah. what I mean, and 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 the opposing team's best player. But other than that, like, Harden had missed a bunch of defensive rotations, and, and I I feel like the team is lazy. I think offensively tonight, though, they made up for that. Because they had no choice. They had no choice, exactly. Yeah. So... If they're gonna if they're gonna score like this, on most nights they give themselves a real chance of winning with with or without Embiid. But I highly doubt they're gonna be able to make as many threes. To, you know, what I mean tonight yeah. as they did. It, well. You know, in previous <laughs> it, it was raining threes. Every time I looked up, it was a shot was going up, and the Raptors, unfortunately, you know, they were on the opposite end of that. You know, well the
0: game the game's easily analyzed. Sixteen to 38 thirty eight, forty two percent from the outside for Philadelphia. Nine to thirty nine, twenty three point one percent. For the home team, so
2: there's there, there's your game. Pretty much sums it. I'm not really a numbers guy, but uh, hey, <laughs>
0: stick <laughs> around. You can't argue with that. <laughs> I you will convert you before it. the end of the year. <laughs> hey, Tidy, what about that? Yeah, hey, get out of uh, here. <laughs> 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 freddie did struggle tonight uh, did. 34 minutes Uh 0 for 11 0 for 8 on the outside hit one of three foul shots at one point uh, this was not the normal freddie uh, and i'm just reading josh lewinberg's tweet uh, he, he says that uh, nick nurse checked in with van vliet a, a few times during his uh 0 for 11 outing just to make sure he was feeling okay physically fred said he was but he was certainly out of sorts there's no doubt about that and we wouldn't argue with that
2: no i but again like i don't I don't expect Fred to like. To me, this is not a bad game. Fred played really well defensively. Like he was, you know, he's pressuring the ball. He's rotating. He's trying his best to perform. Basketball is not a game where you are going to score every time. You're shooting a, you know, an orange ball into a basket. You know what I mean? Ten feet above the air. I don't. I don't. Now, I don't expect him to score one point, but I don't expect him to play well offensively every time. You're 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 not going to. It's the other thing. So I think the other things were there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to score one point next game. In fact, better yet, I'll, bet, I'll that I'll bet you on. Okay. <laughs> That's the bet I'll take. Yeah, if I take anyone, well,
0: and we're going to be here for the next there, game, there so we so we'll work out the terms <laughs> terms of that particular uh, transaction there we go. Uh, as we leave the building tonight. <laughs> All right, it's on the air. It's it's out there. It is. Uh, there you go. <laughs> when you look at the, the Philadelphia, so we were talking during the course of the game. I mean, if you've got, I mean, they had a lot of open three looks, didn't yeah. they? So how do you change that?
2: Uh, Well, again, I think it comes down to the Raptors principles. And, you know, like I said this before, they, in my opinion, watching, they are really, really concentrated on anyone reaching the paint. And as soon as someone reaches the paint, they're just a step too close into the paint, and unfortunately it leaves guys wide open. And at this level, if you give, you know, uh, Tucker uh Harris, any of these guys two or three looks, they're going to make one or two, if not all three. So um unfortunately that that was the point. But at the same time, when you got two guys that are so dynamic that, you know, they can get into the paint pretty much on a on a whim at you know at, at any point in time, Taddy, it's very difficult to stay in front of someone like that. And unfortunately Maxie and Harden are those two people. So um you know you gotta almost pick your poison, but if <laughs> if it was me and i was in a situation i would have said we will only help when those two when you know when those two guys drive but not as much make them make them finish yeah i don't think harden was harden as it wasn't in attack mode like maxi so i'll I'll take maxi i'll take maxi scoring that's fine but it's the other guys who can't and that that will come through helping i don't think maxi's gonna beat you by himself i know i know he had 43 points but it was the other contributions of everyone else harrow harris tucker those guys well, that end up adding up to the score
0: let me throw an match at you Thibel, who hadn't played much <laughs> he was averaging
2: apparently he was averaging a minute and a half i don't even know how you uh, average that
0: he played 22 tonight uh you know he had six points but but also was there defensively and, and i think he had about four
2: steals or three still i'm not mistaken and those two threes are huge at the yeah. you know they, they they all contribute to the score and that that's the point it's like okay one guy's hot how do you limit the other guys around you? And I and unfortunately, like like I said, the Raptors look a little discombobulated because I know their game plan was heavily predicated on stopping Embiid.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, he's not at, Oh, now what do we do? Now what do we do? Right? <laughs> yeah. it's but like, they're not known to adjust fast. They just didn't seem to do it. Tonight. I don't. I don't
2: think they did tonight. And I, yeah. like I said, it's just one or two steps into into overhelping almost to where where it's like. You're helping on the strong side, and the, like I that like that's a that's a basic basketball principle where you principle where you do not help on the same side as the drive. the, the help must come from the weak side, and unfortunately, it didn't. It didn't look like that was happening
0: today. Raptors lose one twelve ninety was the final as Philadelphia wins and splits the series. We'll continue on with further analysis and maybe some uh, vocal work. Uh, rest in the in the break. This is Raptors game night on TSN ten fifty. Welcome back. Raptors game night live from Scotiabank Arena. A tough night for the home side. One twelve ninety. 90 Philadelphia wins and splits the series. Next stop for the Raptors here Monday night. So they have the weekend off to deal with this. And we'll be with you Monday night at 7 for the pregame show on Tangerine Raptors basketball. We talked about Freddie's night, 34 minutes and one point. Very unfreddie-like. And uh, Nick Nurse talked about Freddie in the postgame. Let's listen in.
4: Well, I'm on a check. I asked him several times in the game physically if he was all right, and he said that he was every time. Um, But he certainly was out of sorts. There's no doubt about it, yeah. First of all, early in the game, there was no there was no blitzing going on, and they were still getting it right down the center of the lane with the screening and put us either uh you know put it in at the rim or or the weak side kick out they were kind of auto passing into the weak side kick out so um Again, that was way more of us just not guarding the ball better. We shouldn't have been, that That guy shouldn't have been so open, roaming so open down the lane. Um, and just we just didn't didn't guard and cover it very well. And again, it started with our with our just intensity on the ball and our ball pressure. Um, as far as the blitzing goes, um, you know it was kind of it was kind of home run or strikeout. I think we did a lot of really good ones that we turned them over and made them miss in, in a lot of stretches. And then we had a few where we didn't rotate or we rotated to wrong guys or or two guys rotated to one, just not in sync with some of that stuff too. Yeah
1: great spots tonight I thought was Chris Boucher. What does it say about him that, you know, coming off this injury, he's kind of been able to jump right back into the role that he figured out for himself last season.
4: Yeah, I mean, you're you're exactly right. He was one guy that noticeably was was running hard, playing hard, at the rim at both ends, um, competing, right? So that's good I mean, listen, that's again he he needs to play like that to to have success. I mean Our team needs to play like that to have success. And and you're right, he was one of the few bright spots tonight. The,
1: um, with Embiid not playing, I mean, do you think you guys kind of let down
4: a little bit? Well, you know, I think that um, a couple things. I think that maybe, you know, the the game the other night, not handling the success of that game and how well we played the other night, well enough. you know, something got us out of sorts, right? And I, I'd hate to say we—we, we, it was that. you know. Um, but I don't—I don't really know why the why that we weren't uh, ready to give a little bit more effort tonight.
3: Did you feel like O.J. showed some strong
4: leadership tonight, like several stretches where it was like single-handedly keeping? played pretty hard, right? And I, you're right. I thought he made some some good plays. Um... You know, I thought again. It just it was some of the some of the things. There was there was even more plays there for him, both passing and receiving at the rim. I thought him and Pascal had a couple of transition two on ones, maybe like three or four of them that came up empty on. And it's just like again, it was like it was like a half step slow, and that that's just what it looked like. You know, on that as well. But no, he. I thought he was fighting hard on the glass. I thought he was uh, making good moves at the rim. and I thought he got his hands on some balls on defense. Yeah.
3: Nick, uh, obviously, uh, you want to compete until the end, but there's a moment in time where you have to, you
2: know, pull the starters and preferably throw in the towel. How hard is that just as a coach to, to say, you know, we don't have it tonight and we have to move on to the next one?
4: Yeah, no, it's really hard. I think that, again, um, you know, I think you're going to have some first halves like you have. And and we certainly came out and played what we give up in the second quarter. So we only gave up 16 in the third, excuse me, in the third quarter. So we picked it up and we're figuring out ways to make a miss. And and again, uh, probably the biggest problem there was we didn't get enough at the other end to, to cut more into the lead, right? So we end up, you know, probably getting it back into single digits fairly quick, but then go back at the, at the start of the four still down 11 um but once it got you know uh you know and I think if it stayed right around there you run with them the whole way 10 or eleven, nine, you know that can change quick but it got away and in you know around the four minute mark and it was it was time to get them out and, and I don't ever hardly ever do that and I don't really believe in throwing in the towel
0: Dick Nurse, post game after a 1-12-90 loss to the Philadelphia seventy ers Warren, I want to go back to a couple of points in the third quarter. You know, you talk about the things changing. So the Raptors came out and, and defensively stymied the the Sixers, and they I think they were, they they had outscored them five nothing. And yet, uh, Coach Doc Rivers calls a timeout. Yeah, he did.
2: I mean, listen, he wanted to stop the momentum. But like I but I told you at half, I said the game was not over. Yeah. And the Raptors came out, and I thought. You know they kept on chipping away at the yeah. at the lead, but unfortunately, the turnovers and a couple of key possessions put things back in Philly's favor, and they could never get over the hump. I actually, I literally, I, you, you, I, you called, I it. called it. I yeah. said, "Yo, they're, they're The Raptors are going to come back and win the game." But like I said, a few, but
0: you also called the timeout before yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know he wanted to stop stop any momentum. That they got because it's really hard to maintain a lead, especially a lead of 20 points. Like if you really break down a 20 point lead in this league, it's not as it's it's no. really it's especially early first, yeah. first, like third, basically second to third quarter. If you have 20 point lead, the team will come back and because and, literally all they have to do is go on a five point, a five point run. First time out. They score, you know, one or two more points. And now that leads down to 12. Yeah so now it's a much more manageable game right so it's like it's not it's a a 30 point lead in this league is a different story but once you get to 20 you're not out of it and i thought the raptors were going to make a comeback but again it's the timely buckets and you know like nick nurse said the effort the effort uh to to concentrate the effort to you know not turn the ball over you know um on fast breaks and stuff like that it would it Those those things were not in the Raptors' favor today.
0: Well, the turnover seventeen for twenty five points. That's right. That's significant.
2: And on, was it on on the first day that they played, right Wednesday night? Yeah, it was nine for thirteen. There you go. Yeah. uh, So, you know, it's a tale of two different games, and unfortunately, the you know the Raptors played so well, and then today they come out and play. I don't want to say poorly because I don't think it's a poor performance, but just not up to standard.
0: Yeah, I I think that everybody would agree with that. It it wasn't the normal Raptors uh, energized game. Not at all. They they didn't make it difficult uh, for the Sixers nearly enough. So, uh, yeah, and there was also another timeout called, uh, I think when they got it to within seven, Doc Rivers called another timeout, and that changed it again. That changed it again. No, it stopped the bleeding, and then I think after that a couple of,
2: bench players think of shake milton maxi um those guys came in and then they made other plays and i think thibel thibel had two two consecutive steals yes and that
0: completely changed the game as well those two turnovers were were crucial yeah scotty barnes tonight 29 minutes four of seven, three or four from the outside both from the stripe uh he had uh six rebounds and assist a steal 13 points and uh, he, he's talking about uh, you know how uh the, the game started uh in the sixers favor no, okay.
3: I say they came out ready to go, ready to try to win, try to get back on track for their team. I say they they showed it, they was making shots. They played harder than we did. We just started off flat. You've now seen a couple of these uh, two-game sets that the NBA is trying out this year. I, I know you were talking about them yesterday, but... I mean, just kind of given the human nature of the losing team coming back and, and being kicked off in game two, and even the adjustments that are made, how tough is it going to be for any team to win both of those games? i so they probably went back, made adjustments, try to tweak their game plan. They came off ready to try to – they came off attacking, getting to the paint, getting deep paint, kicking out easy threes. Uh, we just had to really adjust to it. I feel like we did better second half. Um, It's tough with these back-to-back ones, you know. You just try to tweak things to try to do better than you were the night before. But, yeah, unfortunately, they just came out with the high hand, and they played well.
0: That is Scotty Barnes uh, post game. So next stop is Monday night. So first of all, let, let's deal with this. They have the weekend off. That, that's welcome news. So do we. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do. I, I do not. There's this other team that's going to get in my way tomorrow night. But nonetheless, they've got two days to sort of piece things back together, and then Atlanta. That's not an hot. easy game. Yeah, they yeah. are hot.
2: No, and Atlanta is. Uh high octane offense they score a lot more than you know philly does they average about 117 a game so they're top 10 in the league in that regard and most of their quarters if you look at you know their gameplay very very fast high octane a lot of threes talking like 32 to 37 points per quarter on average i know today uh for example you know they they lit up um excuse me Oh, you're
0: looking for the out-of-town yeah, scoreboard. Yeah, looking
2: for the, the scoreboard. They they lit up the Pistons oh. for 32 plus points in each quarter. So, oh. uh, you know, and and Dejounte Murray again. They have a similar backcourt to Philly, where they have two dynamic guards and Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. So, the Raptors have their hands full. But I know defensively, this it's a completely different matchup for the Raptors. I think they match up well with the Hawks. It's just it's going to be a game of transition, and I I don't know at this point that the Raptors can hang with them. I think they can neutralize the majority of their players but DeJounte Murray and uh, Trey Young are a handful
0: yeah uh, but having said that it's sort of uh, it's sort of the reverse of of tonight's uh, episode because this is a non-negotiable situation you're coming off a game that you didn't like right you know that the other team is is high flying so I I would expect that they're going to try and really defend them hard no and I I, honestly they have a lot of time to prepare for the game so i expect
2: yeah. a much different result if you know if players you know weren't feeling well well now's your time to rest and come back to that game fresh refocused cuz after that Things are not going to get easier in the schedule. They're going to have a lot of tough games. I know they have Dallas upcoming. Maybe San Antonio is not the hardest team to play right now, yeah. but Chicago back to back in another little mini series. Yeah, that's not easy.
0: Old school, home that's, and away. There you go, home <laughs>
2: and away, man. So that that, that one, makes a little more that, sense right. actually. And you know, Demar Derozan is going to come oh, for you yeah. every time. You know, so <laughs> you know, what I mean, playing against you know his older team. So I, I think all of those things said, it's um, it's 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 going to be. A different approach to the game because there is no Embiid on the Hawks, but at the same time they are very guard-heavy and they have good young talent.
0: So um, you know, energetic group. So I'm just doing some ciphering here because I do that. Um, so at, about the end of the Chicago home and, home and away, they would have played 12 games and six of them would have been those daily doubles.
2: Yeah, I, I like it. I, th- I think I think it it reminds me of you know like a little baseball series. And, yeah. Um, but, it is.
0: But it six is, of your first twelve. I know.
2: <laughs> it's hard to beat the same team twice. Well, it really is, yeah. you know. And we're seeing that. So they may split, but that's okay. As long as we, as long as we get
0: one. That's right. Split is good. Sweep not no, so good. No, we can't have any of those. All we, right, Warren. Enjoy your weekend. My man, I will. Okay. Happy Halloween, folks. Well, yes, and uh, of course we're celebrating our birthday in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> Big yeah, party. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Raptors game night continues. One twelve ninety. The final score tonight on TSN ten fifty. Raptors game night, final segment. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy with you until we leave the facility. And so the final score tonight was one twelve ninety. 90 This was not a typical Raptors performance, but having said that, close to perfection in the first half, certainly on Wednesday night, they move on. Our next Raptors contest will be theirs. It'll be Monday night at home to Atlanta. Our coverage will start at 7 on TSN 1050. Tomorrow night, the Leafs are in Los Angeles. Our pregame coverage starts at 6 on TSN 1050. So it was Maxi leading the way. 40 minutes of action, 44 points, 9 of 12 from the outside, 15 of 20 shooting on the night. And that was more than enough. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your weekend.